Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. And in the last episode of the podcast, it was a motivational mini-sode totally randomly recorded outside of my gym immediately following my workout. It's a little bit of a different kind of episode. If that was the first episode of the Primal Potential Podcast that you have listened to, it was definitely an anomaly. In fact, first time they ever recorded impromptu outside. But In that motivational mini episode, I was talking about taking control of your choices, recognizing that every single choice is a chance and you have the power to create days that move you towards your goals, no matter where you are now and what your choices look like now. But from that episode came a very wonderful and appropriate question, how, right? Lots of you are motivated to have more productive, feel good, move towards your goals kind of days, but how? How do we actually create them? How do we stop talking ourselves out of doing the work? How do we stop thinking about not hitting snooze in the morning, but actually translate that desire into action in the moment? How do we bridge from I'm not going to have dessert after dinner to, no, really, I'm actually not, even though I really want to, instead of, oh, I mean, all right, whatever, just today, I'll start tomorrow. How do we do that? That is what today's podcast is all about. How to own the day. Strategies for creating more days that make you feel amazing so that you have more days where you feel amazing and make faster, more consistent progress towards your goals and you actually begin to live the life you want instead of just thinking about it and strategizing for it, right? I know that we've all heard and I've said and continue will continue to say that where the day starts, the day stays, But then how do you actually create a strong start moving beyond being just motivated to do so? And what happens when you plan to have a great morning and you kind of do, but then you have a terrible afternoon or evening, right? So your day might have started great, but it didn't stay great. Then what? How do we recover? How do we break away from this pattern of saying the day is shot and we'll start fresh tomorrow? We're doing that today because the most important person you will ever lead is yourself and many of us feel like we're falling down on the job. You have to be focused more on execution than motivation. It has to be more about action than intention. It has to be more about motivating yourself and actually doing the things that create those days. And when I say that most of us are falling down on the job, what I mean is we make and break promises to ourselves over and over and over. We say we'll get up at a certain time and we don't. We say we'll work out and we don't. We say we'll skip dessert and we don't, right? We say we'll track what we eat and how it makes us feel and we don't. 
And that trust must be rebuilt if you want to succeed at this. It has to be rebuilt. You have to trust yourself because you're the decision maker, right? Your word has to mean something. Your commitments have to mean something, not just in your head, but in what you do. So I want to spend our time together today helping you create a winning plan for your days, not just your mornings. And I've got a download for you over in the show notes that I think will help you. It's an audio message that I think will help you start the day strong and bridge this gap between I know I should, but I don't really want to, and I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, So check that out over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. I'll tell you more about it in a few minutes. Before we dive into how tactically to make this happen, to create these good days, I want to take a few minutes for those of you who are new and also for those of you who are on the fence about Ascend. I want to talk to you about it for just a few minutes. In less than 90 days, I am going all in with Primal Potential, like no, really, all in, and hosting the very first transformation weekend. This first one is going to be ladies only in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite places. And I am going all in, all in. I want to tell you guys a few things about it because I've been getting a lot of questions about it. I know that it is a big risk. So I want to talk about it for just two or three minutes before we dive into today's podcast. I know for sure that this is an event that the people who are there will be talking about. I'm not exaggerating here. They'll be talking about it for the rest of their lives. I know that they will be saying, I was at the first Primal Potential live event and holy Toledo, Elizabeth brought the house down. I know there's a lot of ego in that statement and it doesn't come from me thinking I'm great. It comes from knowing that I'm pouring myself into this event, that I am working harder than I've ever worked on anything on ensuring that this event changes the lives dramatically of the people who are there. And if you need to take it to the next level, if you know there is more out there for you, then you need to be there. You need to be there. It's not going to be an in-person podcast. I will tell you this. I could save a lot of work and a lot of money if I just wanted to have podcast-style messaging there because I can do that here and it doesn't require travel and it doesn't require a whole lot of financial investment. So it will not be an in-person podcast. It will change your life. We'll be working together through a series of activities and challenges before the event even starts in the weeks leading up to the event so that we can together get to the root of your unique challenges, your unique obstacles and barriers and opportunities. Ascend will change the game. You will not be the same person when you leave that you were when you came. And yes, it will be worth it. And I understand people being hesitant because I would be too. First, it's a lot of money, right? You've spent a lot of money on change and then haven't done the work. But because I know that, because I lived that, because I know that is the reservation of every single person that will be there, is this going to be worth it? Is this going to change me? Because I know that reservation... I promise you, I promise you, I am making certain that this will be different, that you will have all of the tools and all of the resources and all of the personal attention that you need to make that not the case, to make sure that you do leave and say, oh my goodness, 
I will never be the same. I know that's a massive promise. I'm very aware that that is a massive promise. And that is why I am spending hours and hours every single day between now and then to be certain that I deliver on that promise. You will not just learn and leave and go back to life as normal. We will create something new together. I know you're capable of more, and I know you know that too. And I know that you're frustrated with your inconsistency and your on-again, off-again approach and wondering if you'll ever do it and stick with it. We will end that frustration together. I will be invested in you and your challenges and your struggles and you will leave transformed. And I know that requires trust and I will not let you down. I take it very, very, very seriously. If you need to bridge the gap between where you are and where you've been with where you want to be, come to ascend. Take that step. I know it's a risk and I'm giving you my guarantee that it will transform you. If nothing changes, guys, nothing changes. If you just keep going through the motions and like, I'm going to try harder, I'm going to try harder, I'm going to try harder. Sometimes you've got to take risks to win big. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash ascend, A-S-C-E-N-D to get tickets. I know we will be sold out in the next few weeks. And of course, if you have questions, if you're on the fence, email me. Let's talk about it. I am pouring every ounce of myself into this event, into the weeks before the event where we work together, into the event itself, and into what happens when we leave. I've never poured myself into any project or any challenge, emotionally, intellectually, financially, like I am here, and I know that the right people will be there. All right. Let's dive into today's podcast. I will look forward to hearing from those who feel like they need a little bit, um, need to talk a little bit more about the investment in Ascend so that they can be there. Today, I want to help you own your days. Move beyond good intentions with poor execution. I want your days to be strong, powerful, and productive. I want you to have more days that carry you towards your goals and fewer days that don't. The first thing I want you to think about, and I recommend you do this with a piece of paper, okay? I want you to think about what does your best morning look like? Not a vacation morning, not like, well, I would sleep in with nothing to do and somebody would bring me breakfast in bed. A real life, real world morning. The best one that makes you feel strong, feel productive, feel focused, feel encouraged, What does that look like? What does your best real world morning look like? And I'll tell you how I'll answer that question for me as an example, but I want you answering it for you. My best real world morning, one that makes me feel motivated, productive, helps me get up and move towards my goals, includes getting up when my alarm goes off, not hitting snooze, right? I tend to feel a little bit behind the eight ball when I hit snooze, so that's part of it. Staying focused on first things first. So not getting right into Facebook or email, but moving my body a little bit. Maybe some jumping jacks, maybe some body weight squats, drinking water, getting my coffee and practicing gratitude without the computer, without the news on, just spending two or three minutes 
focusing on specific gratitude, things I am very specifically grateful for, not like my health and my family, but for example, the time I spent with my family yesterday and the way that we laughed telling funny stories about things that happened years ago and seeing my cousin Dylan laugh and and see just that kind of specific gratitude, practicing that first thing with my coffee. And then going into my first priority of the day, again, without email without Facebook, not talking myself out of that first priority because I'm just not into it. And then once I crush that first objective, taking a break with my coffee to turn on the news and sit and enjoy it, feeling like I've sort of started the day strong. So that for me is a best real world start to my day, right? Then once you've defined that, then I want you to write down How do I create that? If this is my best real world morning, how do I create that? Using my example, I'll tell you, how do I create that? What do I need to do to make that happen? And some of the things I need to do to make that best real world morning happen, for some of you guys, it might involve food or other things because I don't eat first thing in the morning. Mine doesn't, but I want you to really consider that as you do yours. There are a few things that I need to do in order to create that kind of morning, and some of them happen the night before. I need to make sure that I take two to five minutes at the end of each workday or before bed every night to define my first work priority in the morning, the thing that I'm going to knock out before I turn on CNN, before I check Facebook or email, right? The world's not going to end if I don't respond to my clients right away. So I have to define that priority so I don't sit there in the morning feeling like, oh God, there's so much to do. What do I do first? I've already defined it. So that's part of what I have to do to create that ideal morning. I also, the night before, want to make sure that I spend five to 10 minutes picking up my space so that I'm not distracted in the morning. The places I'll go first in the morning are going to be the bathroom, the kitchen, and my office. So tidying those things up so that I'm not finding an easy distraction there in the morning, like, oh, I should put the dishes in the dishwasher, or just feeling overwhelmed. When my physical space is cluttered, my mental space tends to be cluttered. So that's part of what I have to do in order to execute on my best morning. One other thing that I have to do, or actually there's a couple other things I have to do the night before, I get my coffee ready the night before. If it's the winter, then I'm going to set up my grind and brew pot and I'm going to schedule it so that it is brewing when my alarm goes off. And if it's the summer like it is now, I will make sure that the cold brew is in the fridge so it's ready for me in the morning. Otherwise, that's just something that I have to do that sort of takes me from a rhythm in the morning. It can easily be done ahead of time. And I'll be perfectly honest, for me, when my alarm goes off in the morning, I'm looking forward to coffee and I know that it is ready and waiting for me. And then the last thing that I have to do the night before in order to make sure this happens, my best morning, is to get to bed at a decent hour. There is no TV show or no Netflix series that is worth me sacrificing a great day. None. None. Maybe yours is about making sure you have your breakfast and your lunch prepped or that you have your work clothes picked out and ironed or that maybe you've prepared your children's lunches. I don't know what it is for you, but you need to define it, okay? What is your best morning? What does that look like? And then what do you have to do to make that happen? 
What do you have to make sure is set up for your success? Maybe you predetermine your morning workout if you're a first thing exerciser or you have your shoes and everything ready to go at the foot of the bed. Now, here's the most important part. After we've defined what does my best morning look like and what do I need to do to set myself up for success and execution, then we have to plan for imperfection. This is not about expecting to fail, but teaching yourself that even if you don't start out the way you intended to, it's not an all or nothing proposition. Where can I jump in and pick it up? If I miss a step, what does it look like for me to recover? If something gets thrown into the works that I wasn't expecting, like a kid up early with nightmares or a sick pet or a call from work, what does recovery look like? How can I hop in wherever I am and keep going? So often if we hit snooze, we think, oh, we've screwed the morning. The plan wasn't perfect, so it's ruined. Stop. That's ridiculous. Do you operate that way in the rest of your life? If the kids don't get up on time, do you decide you just won't take them to school at all and you'll try again tomorrow? If you miss the first milestone of your work project, do you tell your boss you're just not going to do the rest of it? Maybe you'll try again tomorrow or you're a failure, so you might as well not bother. No, that's garbage. No more of that. It doesn't work. And we don't do things that don't work. Perfection is not the aim here. Progress is the aim here. And here's the deal, guys. How we respond when our plan or our idea isn't perfect defines our life. How we respond when things don't go exactly how we thought they should, how we respond in those moments defines our life. It defines our days. So we have to train ourselves out of, practice our way out of this all or nothing mentality. So I'll go back to my example and, and, and talk you through this step of planning for imperfection and identifying where you can jump in and pick back up where you left off. Let's say I hit snooze. I didn't want to. I didn't intend to. Part of my ideal morning was not hitting snooze, but I did. I didn't get up when I needed to. So how do I adjust? Well, some things are still going to happen anyway. I'm still going to get coffee. That's not going to get thrown out of the window, I can assure you. I could sleep for three days and first things first, coffee is happening, right? But maybe I feel like, you know what? I have to move gratitude and movement to a different part of the day or throw them out altogether. Hey, is it the perfect response? No, but it's okay for things to get bumped. It's okay for me to not be like, oh my gosh, well, if I don't do my gratitude, then I'm like totally screwing up my day and I'm such a jerk and oh my gosh, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It's fine. Whatever. So I get right to, after coffee, my, which is really the first priority, but my first work priority. And then part of my ideal day was after I get my first work priority done, I can sit and enjoy a cup of coffee, a second cup of coffee and turn on CNN and listen to some news for a while. But you know what? If I hit snooze, maybe that's what gets bumped. You know, Elizabeth, you, you've kind of removed that little enjoyable buffer for yourself, right? And if that's really important to me, if I really want that time to sit quietly and enjoy a cup of coffee and watch CNN, then maybe tomorrow I won't hit snooze. There's no judgment. I don't suck. I'm not weak, right? I just identify that if I mess up a step along the process, then... I have to adjust accordingly and I have to figure out, all right, where can I jump in to this process, right? Or maybe 
I got distracted and I checked email and I got frustrated by a response or a problem or somebody who sent me something that was unkind or judgmental. Well, just because I'm on email sooner than I thought doesn't mean like, oh, well, I'm in my inbox and now I need to answer everybody. No. As soon as I sort of come back to, oh, hey, you know what? This is not part of my ideal start to the day then get back to what is. Just because I've done something outside of what I feel is best for me, best for my day, best for my goals, doesn't mean I need to continue down that path. I don't have to respond to that email. I don't have to respond to any other emails in my inbox. And it doesn't mean that I've ruined the morning. It's just really gently, you know what, this isn't, this isn't part of how I want to start my day. I'm going to get back to this later. What was the next thing that I thought I wanted to do in order to have this best real world morning? Now, this is the same strategy that we have to apply throughout the rest of the day. I can't tell you how often I've made a food choice that I didn't feel great about and then thought, oh, I've ruined the day. I didn't plan for cookies. Cookies aren't part of like a good eating day. And so I've ruined the day. I might as well start again tomorrow. Again, that's totally ridiculous. We don't act that way in any other area of our lives. And if we did, our kids would be taken away. We'd lose our jobs. We'd be broken homeless. So a really, really poor operating strategy. We cannot think and act this way related to our bodies anymore and expect to move towards our goals. I was listening to a podcast with the former Olympic triathlete, Siri Lindley. And I think that's such a cool name, Siri Lindley. And I think, I'm sure she was named that long before uh, the Apple Siri thingy, but uh, cool name anyway, Siri Lindley. She was talking about how when she started doing triathlons, she wasn't very good at all. In fact, she didn't really know how to swim. And she recalls one specific race towards the beginning of her triathlon career. And she recalls being in 42nd place, 42nd place. And she was busting her butt to take over the runner in front of her to claim 41st place. Now, this isn't something where there was like thousands of people and she was in 42nd and she felt like that was really good. She was like at the back of the pack and she wanted to be number one in the world. So when your objective is to be number one and you're currently running at 42nd at almost the end of the race, you kind of could feel like you blew it, right? But here she is towards the end of the race in 42nd place, and she is busting her tail to take over the runner in front of her and claim 41st place. She didn't say, I'm terrible. I suck. My race is over. What's wrong with me? She challenged herself. Yes, I'm in 42nd, but what is my best right now? I have more in me. I can be 41. My race is not over. This matters. I matter. And if I have more to give, I will give it. If I have more to give, I will give it. This is the attitude we must bring to our days. I've shared with you guys before how one of my mantras when I'm working out is last set, best set, last set, best set. So many times I used to kind of phone it in at the end of the workout because I was tired, so I would slow down or sometimes I'd even quit or just not bring my best effort. And I would tell myself, last set, best set. I always end with my strongest effort. And I think we can all learn from that and from Siri Lindley pushing for 41st place when can we keep pushing? End the day strong. Instead of saying, 
oh, well, I had those cookies at lunch or I overate my dinner or I said I wasn't going to eat after dinner and I did, so I've shot the day. No, I will finish strong. What does that look like? Always, no matter what you do, stop throwing out the day because part of it didn't go according to plan. What does it look like to end the day strong and practice ending every single day strong? Because no matter how the day went, you can end it strong. You can bring your best effort now, no matter what effort you were bringing five minutes ago. So just like we did for the morning, I want you to define what your best, most productive end of the day looks like. Seriously, do this on paper. What does your real world, real life, best, most productive ending of a day look like? Don't just settle for sitting on the couch eating ice cream because you overate at dinner or because you skipped the workout or because your weight was up. That's garbage. How can you end strong? Practice ending strong. Tell yourself, no matter how the day goes, I will end it strong. I can finish strong and I will. Let go of that ridiculously ineffective strategy of I'll start tomorrow. This moment is here now and you can capitalize on it. Your race is not over. No matter what you ate, no matter what you didn't eat, no matter how you worked out or what happened with your weight or your inches or the clothes you wore to work, your race is not over. So stop throwing it away. You're still running. Finish strong. No matter how the day started, no matter how the middle was, no matter what your attitude is, I want you to define what the best ending of a day in real life looks like for you ideally. I'll tell you what mine would look like, okay? Starting, let's say, after dinner. After dinner, I'm done eating. My dinner was satisfying, and I know that I've met my fuel needs for the day, so no boredom prowling through the kitchen for food. I'm good. I'm done. I'm satisfied. Another thing that kind of is the ideal ending of a day for me in the real world is that I unwind. I don't multitask and work while watching TV until I pass out on the couch. I set my work aside at a reasonable time. I take 15 minutes or so to get prepared for the following day, cleaning up, tidying up, making sure my coffee is ready to go, defining my morning priorities. And then I start to get ready for bed before I need to get ready for bed. My ideal day does not include, the ending of my day ideally does not include being so beat tired that I don't even want to brush my teeth because it takes too much energy. I will proactively change my clothes, wash my face, moisturize my face, brush my teeth before it feels like a chore when I still have the energy, which means I might do it at eight o'clock at night. I might do it at 730 at night instead of doing it at 10 when I'm like, oh God, I don't even want to get up, right? So that's part of what my ideal evening looks like. So then the second part of the question, just like we did for the morning is, how do I make that happen? How do I make that happen? How do I make sure that I can execute on that? First, I make sure that dinner is satisfying, something I'm really going to enjoy. And I make sure to mindfully enjoy it. I'm not eating at the counter. I'm not eating while watching TV or on Facebook. It's a mindful enjoyment of my meal. I savor every bite. I'm fully present for the experience. And then I don't check out after dinner and start making excuses of, oh, whatever, I don't care. I'm really mindful I don't have a million different stimuluses around me. It's not Facebook and the television and, and, and text messages and everything else. Nope. I'm slow and I'm present and I'm deliberate and I'm thinking about what I really want, what would make me feel good, what would make my evening the best it can be. I intentionally 
put my laptop away. I set a time to do that and I keep the promise I make to myself. And then I get ready for bed before I'm ready for bed. I don't wait until I'm completely exhausted and it feels like a chore. Now, the third part, remember, is the most important part. What if I screw it up? What if my response is not that ideal response? How can I remind myself that I can jump in anywhere and I can finish strong, whether it's a strong five minutes, a strong five hours, it doesn't matter how do I finish strong. So let's say I grab a cookie after dinner. Number one, I can remind myself to stop being so freaking dramatic and saying, oh my God, I ruined the day. What's wrong with me? You didn't ruin the day. Finish strong. No matter what happens, finish strong strong. Remind yourself constantly, nothing will prevent me from finishing this day strong, whether again, it's a strong five hours or it's a strong 24 hours or it's a strong 24 minutes. I can be in 42nd place and I will try to kick it out for 41st. I won't throw away a day because my choices weren't or aren't perfect. No matter where I find myself in the day, I will commit to finishing strong right? Do you realize that blowing the last 15 minutes of the day is not your only option? That a strong 15 minutes is better than a not strong last 15 minutes, right? This is one of the greatest and most effective ways to break your all or nothing thinking. No matter where I am, no matter what I did, no matter what choices I made, what's the best thing I can do now? What's my best effort right now? How can I push to the next best finish for me? right? It's not about either I ate well or I didn't, either I worked out or I didn't. Stop thinking in such black and white definitive terms and look at, I always have the ability to take a strong step, to have a strong finish. If I had a great morning and a terrible afternoon, I can have a great evening. If I had a terrible morning, I can have a great afternoon and a great evening. If I had a terrible evening, I can finish the day as strong as I possibly can, you might have days. You will have days. I will have days where you feel like you're blowing the race. It's your race and you choose how you finish. You can jump in strong in the middle. You can jump in strong at the end. You can jump in strong at the beginning. Every single choice is a chance. And we are always looking to build momentum, not just in the morning. I finish strong. Last set, best set. Every next choice is a chance to move up in the race, to be strong, to be your best, to bring your best effort. There's a Spanish proverb that says, habits are first cobwebs, then cables. And so practice at first might be like more cobweb-ish, but the more you practice, the more you bring this mentality, the more you stay mindful of, I can finish strong, the more that mindset becomes a cable. So I've recorded a message for you guys, a sort of kick in the pants, get focused, stop being dramatic, stop making excuses that you can download over on primalpotential.com. Might help you get fired up when you need to remind yourself to finish strong no matter what is going on in your day. So you can get that message over on the show notes for this episode at primalpotential.com. Last word on Ascend, which we started the episode talking about. If you're feeling that tug in your heart, that you think you should be there and you need to find a way, listen, take this opportunity. I'm not kidding when I say people will be talking about what a game changer that this 
is for them, I know it requires trust. And I take that very seriously. I take your time seriously. I take your money seriously. I take your health and your mindset and the achievement of your goals very seriously. And I'm going to deliver. Oh boy, am I going to deliver. It will change the game. All right, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Um, I had coffee because that's what I do. And then um, before my workout, I had a couple of tablespoons of coconut butter. I just... I, I had given blood and I needed a little bit something that was going to hit me right away. Um, and coconut oil has the ability to do that. Coconut butter is the oils and the actual meat of the coconut blended together. Uh, so it's a little bit more substantial and you don't feel like you're just sucking on a tablespoon of oil, which I'm not really a fan of. Um, let's see. And then after my workout, I had pickles and pickle juice because again, trying to just kind of get some sodium in my system after giving blood and just give myself a little bit more weird things. And then uh, cooked out with the family last night, had some chicken thighs. I made an artichoke chimichurri. I will put that recipe up on the show notes. It's not my own recipe. Um, I, I borrowed it and it was excellent. And so I had chicken thighs with this artichoke chimichurri and a bunch of raw vegetables and some guacamole. I'm trying to think of what all was there. I had some almonds too. So that is what I ate yesterday. I hope that you, no matter what where in your day you are listening to this, you will decide to own the day, you will decide to finish strong, and you will practice ditching that all or nothing mentality. See you soon. Have a great day. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.